The thing about life is, it's not always easy, and you can't always win. At some point of your life, it hits you. It hits you really, really hard. The person you love doesn't love you back. You get fired. You lose a family member. At some point of your life, you're gonna hit rock bottom. You're paralyzed. You're like, why? And that why can really, really destroy you. Once you start asking yourself, why me? Why not the others? Why me? I'm actually a good person. I never did something significantly bad. Why the hell did it hit me? Because that's life. Life is unfair. Success is not measured on the days when the sun shines. Success is measured on the dark, stormy, cloudy days. And if you can't absorb failure, you're never going to meet success. Sometimes it takes things falling apart for better things to fall into place. Sometimes it takes the most uncomfortable path to lead your life to the most beautiful place. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be dark days. But you got to embrace it because that pain is what makes you stronger. Failure is what makes you stronger. You have to accept those down times because once you realize those down times are just as much part of life as anything else, you're able to strive again. You will never see the purpose of the storm until you see the growth it produced. You'll never understand why you went through what you went through until you see the strength, the power, the resilience that it built inside of you. Ask yourself why, but this why is a better why. Why am I doing this? Why am I failing? Why am I even getting myself in a situation where I could fail? Because I have a dream. Because I have goals. And the more you're thinking back to those original goals, the easier it is for you to get back up and say, "All right, it might be difficult. It might be painful. It might be stressful. There might be no people that believe in me, but I believe in myself." You know, it might have been the case that you should have gone through that harsh breakup, that you should have gone through that heavy loss, just in order to find something even better. But the only way to get to that even better is to get back up and work, to get back up and put yourself out there again, and arise from that again, stronger, better, smarter, ready to grasp that new opportunity. You have to believe the tables in your life will turn. That pain will become power. That weakness will become strength, and that confusion will become peace. Better things are coming for your life. Every day is a new beginning. It's time for you to start treating it that way. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Hope everyone is doing well today. You know, we're winding down the tail end of this quarantine. I noticed that the country is starting to open things back up, Um, you know, and hey, ladies and gentlemen, we survive. We got this far. I pray for every one of you. I hope you all um, appreciated and found um, value in the prayer and blessing series. And I just hope everyone is doing well in the recovery community. I know it's tough. I know, you know, sitting home all day. And um, I mean, I think it's I I found light in quarantining and self-distancing and being at home and stuff like that. I got a lot of work done and a lot of rest and I was able to reflect. So I I didn't really get bored. I got just, you know, I really challenged myself to be creative, but, um, but I'm just glad we survived. You know, I lost a cousin, may he rest in peace. And, um, you know, a few people, you know, I know through third parties and, some friends of friends passed away and you know so my prayers goes out to everyone and with that being said I just want you guys to know that I love you all and we're here and we're going strong the Sober's Dope podcast is 100% committed to sobriety transformation and I'm I started this podcast to talk to to speak to the core center of the person that's in despair and struggling right because when we're in the midst of that darkness it's really kind of the one of the hardest things to explain and um it takes an addict to know an addict it takes someone that's been in the darkness to help someone else and by sharing my story i hope that i can bring value to you guys and i just took the real reason why i do this i get up every day despite having a full-blown career and um and despite having a hundred other responsibilities, this is my core passion because I remember how I felt when I was a younger man struggling with addiction and how impossible it felt. I felt like I was trapped and it was no, I had no way out. I couldn't end this cycle, right? Um, and I have a few friends right now that's going through that. They were sober, then they, they kind of fell off the wagon, and they're finding it extremely difficult to get back on. And that's what we tend, that's why we tend to rely on the science and the empirical evidence of the concept of rock bottom. Because um, somehow you got to hit like the, the, uh, the your lowest point to where you don't have any more energy in your cells and you don't have no more get up and go and you have no more avenues and you know everything in your mind body and spirit is screaming I just want to get help and that's kind of why how rock bottom motivates people and um and we pray for those people who do hit rock bottom to get the courage to fix themselves permanently right in my case I, I hit rock bottom at least twice or three times in my life, and then I try to do the recovery thing, and the first two times, and it didn't work. And I think what made a difference the third time um, was I realized that there's no life, there's no real promise 
at the end of addiction because it could take you to such a low place that it's not worth it. And then I also realized that I love myself enough to give myself a chance. And I love myself enough to say, you know what? I wasn't born with a bottle in my hand and I'm pretty sure if I really stay committed, I could enjoy a life without needing a drink. And with the evidence of where alcohol has taken me, I'm willing to give an alternative a real shot. And when I say a real shot, in my moment when I realized that I had to reach out to God and I had to pray, you you guys go back to episode one where I explain this in detail. I'm not going to go into that here, but for anyone that's new, I tell my whole story on the first episode and throughout the podcast. And I had a spiritual experience where I had to reach out to God and really say I had to reach to a higher power as a cry for help, help, a last ditch attempt to reconcile all these broken pieces in my life. And it worked. And I did it, though. I did it with the intent and the absolute um, knowledge that I was in a state of rock bottom and I never wanted to go back. I did it with the absolute, when I decided to get sober, it wasn't about me saying, oh yeah, I'm going to have some drinks, I'm going to go to some meetings, I'm going to see how it goes. I was like, this is a war between life and death and I'm fighting it for the rest of my life. I'm hitting it hard with everything I got and I'm devoting my whole life to healing and transformation. And I set out on a crusade to make sure that I remove myself so far from that consciousness level of addiction that it was no possible way I could get back there, right? Because for me, it was life or death and I, I want to live. And, you know, the first year, magical. Second year, more magical. Third year, I'm like, whoa, you know, I have a thing. Every day I decided to stay sober and maintain my recovery, I feel like God blessed me. And um, someone on Twitter asked the other day, what do you, what would you like your tombstone to read? And I knew instantly he died sober. I wanted to say Pop Buchanan did it. He died sober. And that's my goal. If I did that, then I accomplish a I accomplish all my goals in life. I have a lot of goals. I want to be this, I want to do this, I want to do that. But at bare minimum, the glory goes to God if I keep my promise and I don't relapse and I take my sobriety seriously. So that's why I want to do this real short episode. It's a motivational episode, which is in, which is meant to encourage my friends in the sober community, all the friends that's in sober adult, uh, sober is dope community, and the people that I see on the online forums that has relapse, that's having difficulty getting back on the wagon, and um, who's pretty much in a pretty a state of confusion right now. I mean, we're going through a pandemic. A lot of people lost loved ones. A lot of people are out of work. A lot of us are depressed. We're dealing with mental health issues and that's compounded with addiction, right? So it's not easy, right? I make it sound easy, but I had to do a lot of work and I still do a lot of work every day. Um, so this goes out to you guys. I just want you to know that you know what? If you relapse, I get it. If you had a slip, I also get it. If you don't know how to get out of it, I get it. We've been there. But what I want you to know that every day you don't challenge yourself to really try 
to do something radical, then it's just going to be another day where you're going to be suffering. So what I mean by that is my advice to a few people was, listen, this has been going on for a couple of weeks now. How about you do something radical like go to a detox or go to, you know, try to go get a detox. Let's start there. Let's try to get the start there. Let's go get some medically assisted detox and see if that works. And then, you know, that then it's, you know, maybe they're interested. Maybe they're not. Hey, why don't we talk about getting to a meeting and stuff? And ladies and gentlemen, I know we're going through a pandemic and stuff, but I'm giving you a general example because a lot of these instances occurred before we hit the pandemic so I know now it's hard you can't you know it's even more tough of a time we can't get to meetings we can't get to detox clinics we can't get to rehabs because we don't want to get contaminated with none of this COVID-19 stuff I get that that's legitimate what I'm saying is there's many times where you could present real options to someone which are radical options for the addict in the moment Right. So when you sober, it sounds real easy to say to yourself or to say to someone else, why don't you just go to detox? Oh, why don't you just go to a meeting? Oh, oh, oh. well, if it was that easy, I wouldn't have been in addiction for so long. So I know it's not easy. What I'm saying is you got you may have to challenge yourself. Just keep that in mind. If you're at rock bottom or you're in a state where you can't get out of the cycle you're in, you're gonna you're going to have to do something a little bit more radical. You're gonna have to push yourself a little bit, right? Get yourself out of that comfort zone of staying in this place where you're at, staying around the slippery people you're with and, and dealing with the same negative behavior pattern day in and day out, right? Um, so just keep that in mind. You know, rock bottom could be a place where we live for too long right people make rock bottom sound like one day you woke up and be like oh today's rock bottom day good now i'm gonna change my life it doesn't really work like that the, the lines get really blurred from when rock bottom begins and when it ends and when you're in the middle of it right most of us really um we're probably in a state of rock bottom way too long Right. Okay. Or for many, or for many years. So that's what I. So I wanted to do this episode to give you guys some motivation. This is specifically for people that I know. I never call anyone out. I never do a podcast and then send it to them and say this is about you. I do it with the intent that if if one or two or three more people are dealing with something, I try to send a message because if it's one person, then it's a thousand. You know, we're all connected in this kind of like web. Um, when you're dealing with addiction, it's like a specific language. It's a, a specific pattern. It's a specific thing that we all could relate to. So I feel like it's like a symbiotic kind of relationship with everyone else. Because when one person is hurting, we're all hurting. When one person is really going down the hill, if they relapse or they're having a problem, we I feel it. And when I'm... When I'm texting someone that I really care about that's struggling with addiction or and I mean, this could be someone that's just just like I just really like when I meet someone that reaches out to me online and they say, hey, my name is X, Y, Z. This is my issue. I immediately build a bond with you and I get it. It's like we have this thing of recovery and sobriety and addiction 
in common and it makes us immediate family. And when I know you're going through it, I go through it with you because I know in my mind and I know in my heart, damn, man, like I know where you're at is tough. I know it's hard. I know it sounds impossible to turn it around. I know you don't know how to turn it off. I know you thought you did when you were sober, when you was good, it was just all good just yesterday. And then somehow you relapse and then you're right back to this dark place. So the dangers of that darkness is always on our back. And we just have to be careful and mindful. And that's why we have to protect our recovery. It's very precious. You know, sometimes, and another thing I want to say I see people relapse due to social media. They're into they're in too deep. They're always online and they're doing a lot, they're talking a lot about recovery, but they're not doing the work of recovery, right? Some people wear the recovery like a little badge of honor, which we should, but then some people run it like it's kind of like an attention-seeking device. And when that type of energy is not matched, it leads to depression and anxiety. You know, I had people really, you know, communicate that they were sad because they didn't have the right type of attention or people uh, gravitating towards their message or what they were saying online, or they came across some people who was very negative and dark and they was they weren't grounded in their recovery and that led to a relapse right because they felt like you know they was trapped so be careful with the world be careful with yourself and just remember that you have to protect your recovery like it's a newborn baby it's something very pure very fragile and very precious right and, you know, this baby's going to get really strong one day, but it's always going to be a baby. It's always going to be very, very, very vulnerable to its environment. So although this baby gets stronger, it still could be very susceptible to the darkness of addiction. So we have to protect our recovery like this baby and protect it forever and really try to really put that in a real perspective, right? Because sometimes it's real too easy to leave that mental back door open so you can relapse. Like, I think people play games with that. That's why, that's the games I I was playing when I was on um, my, uh, when I hit rock bottom the first time. Then I hit rock bottom the second time. Because I was doing very well, but I kept the door, I kept the psychological door open. I kept a spiritual door open, a back door deep in my psyche. I kept these doors open because I knew I would need an escape and I wasn't really ready. So I was putting forth the sobriety and recovery energy half-hearted and it wasn't authentic because I didn't really go in with the with every door closed I didn't get you know I wasn't 100% in now this is that point where only you you're the only person and I'm being real here that could answer this question or can agree with the sentiment because we're humans we never tell other people the 100% 
that's deep within us. So some of us could be doing this recovery thing and still have a back door open. Like, you know, there's a certain event in my life that could trigger me to drink. There's a certain thing that may happen, maybe. It's these things we tell ourselves subconsciously and in secret that kind of starts to ruminate. And then eventually it takes on a mind of its own. And next thing you know, you're using again. If that makes any sense. That you know, we tend to kind of emotionally relapse and mentally relapse and psychologically relapse before we physically relapse. So, I did an episode called The Four Stages of Relapse. Go check that out on um, the four stages of relapse and um, how to avoid relapse. Um, that was one of my most popular episodes because we go into a deep dive on the concept of relapse and then what we what we noticed. Um, for everyone out there right now that's dealing with this pandemic and COVID-19 thing and in your home and you're stressed out and you, what we notice is that before a person actually uses or relapse, they already relapse in their heart. They relapse in their mind. They relapse in their spirit. They relapse with their emotions. Their, their emotional sobriety breaks down, right? They, they start to entertain people who are, li- are a little bit more slippery. They start to go back to more slippery places. They start to play a little too hard, and then eventually they relapse. And then, and then they say to themselves, well, I don't know how it happened, but when you really sit down and look back at it, the emotional process of the last six months a year, the mental processes of the last six months a year, and you could start to really take a person back where you could see, oh, this is where I started to where I where I gave in. These are the events that caused me to start to fold in, internally. So my thing, ladies and gentlemen, is we're fighting this good fight. And it is indeed the good fight. So with that being said, let's just be careful. Let's just be mindful. And if we are at rock bottom, whether it's work related, whether it's in our marriage, we could be at rock bottom in our relationships. We could be at rock bottom in our careers. We could be at rock bottom with our motivation. It doesn't always have to be addiction related, right? So that's why I want to do an episode about rock bottom. A lot of us right now are at a psychological and spiritual rock bottom with this COVID-19. You know, some more than others, but we're all going through it together. I think the country's at rock bottom. You know what I'm saying? The world is kind of at rock bottom now and where we go from there and our governments are definitely at rock bottom because they can't, they have to figure this out together. They, these parties have to come together and these world leaders have to come together and do what's right. So we're all in a state of healing. So I wanted to just, um, with that being said, I just wanted to go over a brief overview of the concept of rock bottom and then we could wrap this, but Hey, you're listening to the Sober's Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Um, I had a little one-week break before I did my last episode, so I'm a little amped. I'm going to start to really bring a lot of cool stuff to you guys. Um, I want to shout Kanye West out. We just did an episode about Kanye West, how he found his recovery, and how he realized that... Um, he was he he wasn't gonna let the demon as he calls it of alcohol destroy him anymore and he took a stand so shout out to Kanye West and I hope you guys enjoyed that um episode so what does it mean to be at rock bottom right hitting rock bottom is a phrase that almost everyone has heard when talking about the topic of addiction 
generally rock bottom refers to a time or event in a life that causes an addict to reach the lowest possible point in their disease. It's a time when a person feels like things cannot get worse for them, right? So yeah, rock bottom is generally refers to a time or event in life that causes an addict to reach the lowest possible point. What's that? You're pretty much homeless. You pretty much don't have any more friends. You're sick. Can't really do too much. Can't eat. Your body's falling apart. You're mentally breaking down. Rock bottom is a real tough, difficult place to be, and some people really don't make it. So we have to say a prayer and have to put a blessing on, a hedge of protection and blessing on anyone that's in rock bottom or at rock bottom right now, in this moment, in the whole world. If you're at rock bottom, we ask God to bless you where our spirits go out to you and we 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 send a collective thought of love to anyone that's struggling in this way right now all right 10 things to remember when you hit rock bottom one let yourself feel okay so let yourself feel it i think I could relate to this when I was on that leg with those my last leg those last couple of days I I started to feel it I internalized it I understood what this thing meant I understood that rock bottom was an empty promise it would have only led me to be homeless and panhandling and living off the streets and that's that's so far removed from who I am I'm not I was no one in my family's ever been like that I don't I come from a highly educated beautiful family I was I, it was nothing to indicate that my life would have went that way and within a matter of a year I went from being a real normal guy to actually damn near losing everything and addiction can railroad you that way, right? So a lot of us, you know, we live normal lives. I know people who were just normal people, doctors, lawyers, and full-blown families who's on the street right now because of drugs and stuff, right? So we have to say to ourselves, no one is exempt and no one is truly safe from the grips of addiction. So let yourself feel that reality when you're there. When you're in that state of rock bottom, let yourself feel it. So you can remember it. You need something deep down in the core of your soul that you can hold on to. So 10 years later when you're sober and you're sitting there and you tend to, you forget the darkness and you try to rationalize why you can have a drink, you need to be able to go back to that genetic memory of 10 years prior when deep within your soul when you was at rock bottom and you felt it. That's going to keep you going. That's that's that feeling where you're going to go, you know what? Let me go drink some water and get go to bed, man. Because I don't want... I remember, right? Some of us just forget the darkness. Some of us forget the pain, right? And then we, we get removed from it. So we think that we're immune to it. But you're never going to be immune to the grips of that addiction. That's what makes us addicts, you know? People want to play with it all day. I've seen every type of scenario where a person try to rationalize that they could drink when they can't and that they could do drugs when they can't. And no matter how brilliant, no matter what type of system they invent, no what type of bogus medication they take, they wind up screwed up and in the bad place. So don't play yourself. Don't play with it. Let's keep it real. Step two. Take time to reflect. Now, some of us don't have a lot of time to reflect when we're at rock bottom. I was, I mean, all I had, well, I guess all we did, all, all I had was time. So let me take that back. 
What I mean by that is that you're in so much pain that it may be hard, but for those brief moments where you are conscious and you're aware, just remember, reflect on how you got here, what you could do to change, and remember that you could change, right? Remember that there's hope here, right? Sometimes rock bottom is a good thing for us. It It never feels like it, but it is if you if it truly creates willingness to change within you so just keep that in mind um three have faith you need to have faith that you can get out of this um and this means if you're at financial rock bottom right if you're at financial rock bottom right now because of covid19 you may have made an investment in some business now that your your investment is lost your life savings is lost you 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 can't get help from the government you're you you're you don't know if your job is going to be there it's no more you you're in finance you're financially at rock bottom all right have faith if you're emotionally at rock bottom and you, you your mental health is deteriorating and you're depressed and you're anxious, don't give up. Have faith that you would get through it. And if you're in addiction, whether it's food addiction, porn, sex addiction, whether you're drug addiction, um, gambling, if your addiction pulled you to a low point and you can't see light at the end of the tunnel, have faith. We can get there, right? We're in this together. Um, 10 things we, 10 things to remember when you hit rock bottom Four, be self-compassionate. So show yourself some love and compassion. Five, engage in, in a creative outlet. Um, sometimes taking and doing something creative outside of the normal routine will snap you out of the norm, normalcy of addiction. So, you know, in my case, like if someone forced me to go to the movies after a long binge and I was in the house all day just drinking, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. I got to clean up. I got to shave. I got to get a haircut. I got to find some clean clothes. I got to go out in public. I'm going to be sweating. I got to drink water. You're going to want me to drink popcorn. You're going to try to give me coffee. Feed and I'm gonna be sweating and anxious and oh my god I just want a bed damn why you want to take me out then I wind up going through all of that shaking it out in the movie theater sweating being angry cursing up a storm then somehow throughout the whole process I had a different experience somehow that creative outlet was good for me in a way right it kind of edged me closer towards uh, getting myself together. So that's a good little scenario for us addicts. We know when we stuck in our rut, it's hard to shake us out of it. But if we could get there, it's good for us. Um, six, spend time in nature. Of course, we know that nature is very good. Listen to music and try new things. Um, and, um, and just just really love yourself and really reflect. And lastly, just really love yourself and and be patient. I think here that's the number ten. That's the number ten that I'm putting it. Be patient with yourself. All right, because once you're at rock bottom, you have to. Your next step is to devote all your time and energy to healing. So be patient. Some people hit rock bottom, go to detox, come home, go to two AA meetings. Next thing you know, they're trying to go back to a full-time job and they're trying to put on a show and they're trying to run around and talk to everybody and their mother, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm sober, I'm clean. When they're not doing the work, they're not being patient, they're just running crazy. My thing is, the trick is when you get out of rock bottom and you first get that first 
wave of treatment and you're starting to find your sobriety, you're going to have to be patient and take it real slow over the next year. Over the next 12 months, my advice is just totally devote yourself to recovery. Go to a therapist every day for a year. Go to meetings every day for a year. Exercise. Get adequate sleep. Feed yourself. Rebuild your nutrition. Rebuild your spiritual core. Make amends. Work the 12 steps. Do all of this good stuff. But do it for a whole year before you start worrying about jobs and money and this and the girl or the guy and impressing this person. And slow it down. Do the work. Get off the internet. Stop talking about recovery and actually working the recovery. So that's my thing. Um, and I'm not taking a shot at anyone. This is what I want to say. I'm seven and a half years sober. The first three years, no one heard from me on social media. I was not on social media talking in no forum. I wasn't talking to anyone about recovery. I was working my ass off on my recovery, right? Year four, I'm working my butt off. The only time I would really post was my one-year anniversaries. I'll say, oh, sit one, two, one year sober, I did it. Two years sober, I did it. And I was doing it one day at a time and stuff, but I was working. I was going to therapists. I was exercising. I was writing. I was rebuilding my life. I was getting stronger. I was building my family, my relationships. I was putting things back together. So when I got to year six, I was able to really say, okay, now I want to get, I'm at a point of consciousness where I did so much work. I want to start helping other people. I want to start talking about this, right? So year six is when I started the Sober's Dope podcast. And then now we're on year seven because this is the uh, one year anniversary month in April. So all I'm trying to say is that it's very important that you emphasize, I mean, social media is good. Talking about your recovery is good, but if you're not doing the work and you're just trying to just, you know, it's, you have to balance it. Do the work while you talk about the work or do the work while you do the recovery. Recover while you talk about recovery. Because I know people, I, I was sitting next to people who was five minutes away from relapsing, telling me, teaching me about recovery when I was in rehab, you know? I seen a guy one day talk my air off about how God did this for him and that he's the man and he ain't never going to do this. And he got his money and his life turned around. And I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen, an hour later, somehow this guy got himself on, on, um, on some money. He managed to get out when he came back into the sober house. Before he could even come in, the guy fell face down outside the place, busted his whole face open. When I looked at him, he looked like he metamorphosed, like his face changed, like the addiction, like whatever he did. He went and got some drugs or alcohol. This guy changed within an hour. He was a different human being. And this guy was just the big, the loudest person about his recovery. He had all the answers. And within the hour, I mean, we're all still sitting there. He just stepped off. Hey, I'll be back. I'm going to get some coffee. And then we're like, yo, where's, where's Jimmy, where, where's Jimmy, whatever, you know, fictitious name, whatever. Um, but then when the guy came back, I couldn't believe it. And that's the day I said to myself, I will not play with this. I'm not going to be, 
you know, I would never, I was scared to even do a podcast because I said, yo, you can't, once you start talking about this to other people, you have a higher calling now to maintain your recovery. Like I can't be playing games and talking to you spiritually and then out here drinking alcohol, right? I can never do that. That's that, that'd be something that'll break my heart. So we have to all be honest. And the point I'm trying to make is if you're at rock bottom, remember what that feels like and remember why you're there. So when you get to that next stage of your recovery, you can actually do the work correctly. You could do the work effectively enough not to ever return back to rock bottom but remember if you leave that spiritual back door open that mental back door open in your mind where you could go back you know uh you know i could probably have a drink i hear people rationalize this well you know i get older maybe i have a drink in my retirement or maybe you know i'm different now i now i think i know how to drink right and then or i know how to do my little thing and then they get into it and then they get immediately pulled right back down to that low place that sunken place so ladies and gentlemen i haven't i'm I'm being i'm long-winded because i'm passionate about this and to my friends out there who relapsed recently who's struggling listen guys you might have to be a little radical about this but you're gonna have to get up and you're gonna have to do something that you don't want to do you're gonna have to go through the process you're gonna have to make some hard decisions over the next couple of days but remember where you're at now and have some compassion for yourself love yourself and be patient um lastly it's hitting rock bottom a good thing until the bubble bursts you cleverly delude yourself into thinking everything is just great and your life ends up being built on a big fat lie and false foundation hitting rock bottom is the beginning of questioning everything that you've ever thought to be true all right how do you know you hit rock bottom seven signs five signs one you look like a half melted ice cream cone all right two you have three tears of track pants Three, your only passion is hating the word passion. Four, you're often so off, you're home so often, even your dog stops greeting you. Five, getting out of bed in the morning is like pulling Excalibur from a stone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I like that first one. So um, give me a sign that I hit rock bottom. You look like a half melted ice cream cone. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, look, we have a little bit of fun, but this is a serious business. I love you. You listening to the Sober's Dope podcast. This is a motivational episode. Um, this episode is intended to bring um, some type of comfort to anyone out there that's at rock bottom, that's struggling with your addiction, that you're not alone, right? I've been there. Don't beat yourself up. It took me two or three real runs before I got it. But my last thing I'm going to say to you, okay, the last thing I want you to hear from my mouth is this. Take this, may this time be the last and try to take it seriously this time. And how you do it is... You really remember the shitstorm. You meditate on this shitstorm. You meditate on your rock bottom. Feel it in your bones. And remember, the next step is either death, jail, or something bad. And you don't want to go there. There's no step after rock bottom but death. And it's an empty promise. And God loves us, right? And whether you believe in God or not, love yourself enough, right? 
big yourself up find god within you then right somewhere within you is some divinity bring that to the fore love yourself don't beat yourself up forgive your past and if you can't forgive your past forgive your future forgive yourself and let the past figure itself out right all right so i love you all you're listening to the sober is dope podcast i'm your host pop buchanan i'll catch you on the other side Not knowing if we did or lie. 